Hello and welcome to the Born Together podcast. I'm Techie Quay and I hope you enjoy tuning into this contemporary archive of stories on the subject of mother and parenthood. I believe in the connective power of this experience, whether it be that someone's story reflects our own or gives us the opportunity to learn and see something new. I hope that this podcast taps into the power of shared stories and that it may become a portable community for you wherever you are, illustrating the many ways we become parents and families, the lives that we live and the journey we make to find ourselves within it all. Thank you for coming on this journey with me and let's jump into the show. Hi Vian, thank you for coming and joining me on the podcast. Hi Techie, thank you so much for having me, really looking forward to speaking with you. Yes, this has been on my horizons for a while. I've been excited to capture your story of motherhood. Would you maybe like to start with an introduction of yourself and your family and what you do? Sure. My name is Brianne Immer. I am a 41-year-old writer, poet, creative writer, spoken word artist, all-round lover of words, and using it to uplift and encourage women. And also I use my poetry for activism. I have six children, uh, three girls and three boys, and they are 12, 8, 6, 4, and one-year-old twin boys. Imagine they're, um, I don't know, the ones who rule the household a little bit. Six of them is a lot. That's a tribe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I read something today where it said, uh, if anyone has any more kids than five, that's a litter. And I was a bit slightly offended, (laughs) but I'm like, I kind of get what you're saying. <laughs> like maybe there's a glimmer of truth, but you could rephrase that maybe. <laughs> and Vienne, for someone with six kids, had you always thought to become a mum? Was that something that was, I guess, on your radar? Always. I'd always wanted to be a mum, but it's like initially in my younger years, in my mid-20s, I found out I had endometriosis. So it was sort of, the, the idea and hope of becoming a mum seemed to be kind of taken away when I was kind of told my pro- prognosis was quite dire and I wouldn't. But growing up in a Caribbean household, so many people, I'm one of six myself, it was always something that I wanted to, to become, you know, was a mum. So, yeah, definitely always been on my radar. It was something that felt quite far away when you had that diagnosis, I imagine. Yeah, definitely. I mean, sort of I've been having all the symptoms for years but it just wasn't picked up when I was a teenager in the 90s because the agony that I was in even missing one of my GCSE exams because of chronic pain it just wasn't picked up and it wasn't until I was in my 20s and actually happened to be doing a work placement in a hospital and my mentor saw me limping was like the annual getting worse and just sent me straight down to A&E and it was just from subsequent subsequent scans that they discovered that I had um, cysts in my ovaries that were chocolate cysts, which is the name given to cysts filled with old blood and et cetera. And then just more investigations discovered that I had really severe endometriosis, which required an open myectomy, which is when they cut you open at like a cesarean and perform a lengthy surgery to try and um, repair all the damage. Wow, I didn't, I haven't really heard of anyone. I've known lots of people and I have endometriosis myself. Um, But it's not something where you're given a lot of information about all the options that are out there. Yeah, yeah. Because at the time, they wanted to go in keyhole for me. But once they put the camera in, 
my consultant was like, it was too bad for Keyhole. They had to sort of perform an open surgery. So yeah, so when I came out of it, she said it was so severe, that the most severe she had seen at the time. And she said she didn't, it wasn't like that I was going to become a parent. She goes, if I didn't get pregnant in six months, then it would only, IVF would be my only option. Um, wow. And so, yeah, so it was kind of a hard blow to be in your mid-twenties and told that. So it was a really hard time. And then it wasn't till two years later is when I got pregnant, surprised, like, um, like miraculously with my first child. And then since then, completely bamboozled my doctors. They were like, you're kidding me. Every time they look through my notes, they're like, can't believe, can't believe it. Every pregnancy, I can't believe it. And, oh, you're back again. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so two years, two years old, I was told, yeah, but I, I wouldn't. I've now, I got pregnant and now, however many years later it is now, I'm now mum of six. So I'm really, wow. truly grateful. Definitely a, um, a blessing, I guess, isn't it? Because like you you were told yeah. this wasn't going to happen um and were you yeah, then yeah. did you think maybe to try for a baby or it was something that just completely surprised you because you thought you couldn't get pregnant oh I mean at the time when I had the surgery I was in a, a marriage that was ending and so it just definitely seemed very unlikely that it was going to happen especially like when you're given like you have six months it's like whoa yes. okay <laughs> life doesn't quite kind of work to plan like that I was like okay and and it was the second consultant that really told me that I wouldn't have children one that was just by you know what they had seen on scans and ultrasounds um and dye work being done but this was the the consultant after she had operated on me and so I was really I went down into depression it was a really difficult time for me because I just felt like everything was kind of ending and I was kind of being sentenced to a life without children who that time it was a big deal you know it was a big deal for me to become a mother and then so when I met my my current husband I had to have the conversation with him like look I can't have children and I had surgery a few years ago and my time my window is gone and so just letting you know up front from the get-go I cannot have kids and he you know we was early stages it was like kind of a heavy conversation to have but I just wanted to be up front and then but then I did get pregnant those people sitting there at I don't know out on like a first date for dinner must just be <laughs> laughing now like all these years later like oh yeah sure life took a different turn <laughs> bit, just bit, yeah. just a bit. Yeah. and how and was your first pregnancy did you I guess pregnancy. relish the um the experience not thinking you could have been pregnant it was great. It was like I was twenty eight when I got pregnant, and I was you know young and uh, you know strong, and my my body was you know was was fine. I had no no problems during that pregnancy at all. It was really magical, um, as most first pregnancies sort of are after a long awaited um, child. And you know I was really like taking a lot of notes and um, reading everything, um, keep kept a diary. And it was a, a great pregnancy, you know. Yeah, no complaints. No complaints. Oh, I'll tell you, those sound wonderful. <laughs> and then going into birth, had you felt quite, I guess, equipped with information or you were happy to just wait and see how things unfolded? Obviously, it was all very new, even though I was quite um, a birth. When you, I don't know, but when you're 
are wanting a child, you really become like a birth, labor, everything geek and anything from TV <laughs> about birth I'd watch. Because you want it so bad and you'd want, I've watched shows yeah. about IVF, about, I mean, I think I knew, I knew everything. So I had all the info, but until you start having that sort of the contractions, it's a whole nother, do you like, what is this? You know, so, but I was really Very supportive. Very practice. Uh, but it was, it was great. You know, I had a really lovely birthing team. And it just, as much I didn't have my water birth, I laboured for the majority of it in the pool. So it was, yeah, it was a whole new experience. I had nothing to compare it to. Um, mm. And um, she came out healthily. I was fine. I lost a, a bit of blood, which is normal. I had to be stitched. But over in generally, we came out the other end fine. Yeah. That sounds really good. Yeah. It's nice to be able to start motherhood from a positive step. Definitely. And did you find it was, I guess, having wanted children for a long time, thinking you hadn't been able to conceive, and then all of a sudden you're in motherhood, was it everything that you'd thought it would be? Were there lots of surprises? I think there were a lot of surprises, but being raised in a large family, like I became an auntie when I was like only months old. (laughs) So I'd always sort of been, always had a younger children to care for and to you know have to look after so it's like it wasn't alien to me to have to care for a baby you know mm. I would come back from school and have my nieces there and make bottles and change bottoms you know large extended family living so I was it, I didn't have any qualms or like oh my gosh how do I do this and by that point even my all my siblings had become parents so I was the last one so it, I had a lot of support and it was just having a baby just felt quite normal. Sleepless yeah. nights, obviously, nothing can that, but generally no. <laughs> having a baby, I felt like a natural. I did. I really did feel like a natural. Uh, it's a testament to the power of community, isn't it? I guess that's what would have happened years yeah. ago. You would have had children around you yeah. and grown up. But I know in my own experience and so many people I talk to, I didn't have any kids around me. And so it's a bit of a shock, even just things like breastfeeding. I hadn't right. seen people breastfeed. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, how do we actually do right. these things? It's funny, like so many different perspectives on it. You know, I mean, mm. my younger sister was quite young. had her daughter. So seeing a younger sibling just sitting there breastfeeding, it was like just sort of normal, you know. So that was obviously a, a privilege that I probably didn't realise was at the time. It was normal to me, but in hearing your perspective, obviously it would have definitely have helped you had you sort of seen yeah. it become normalised. I think that's really what it is, isn't it? Just sort of seeing how things are done and also just knowing that I think no matter how hard it is, like how tired you are, that people get through it and the joy that you can find within yeah. it, I think is really helpful to see through those close to you. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. I think what was good is I saw the hard times. I didn't just see, you know, a nice shiny mother care. You know, I saw my siblings and even my niece had had children by then. You know, I saw the good and the bad. I saw the difficult times. I saw the struggle. So it was quite balanced, you know. Yeah. And I think with motherhood, what we have to remember is even whilst we are becoming mothers and experiencing it, we have a whole other life happening around. So that impacts it greatly as well. So you could be having an amazing motherhood experience, but a really crappy relationship situation or a hard time yes. at work. So they all kind of interweave and 
impact each other. So, you know, I think they all sort of play such a big role. So there were times where I had like bliss in my motherhood, but my relationship wasn't that great. And, you know, so it all kind of, kind of, you know, affects your experiences that you, that you have. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. And it's very much that thing we don't talk about is that intersectionality of who we are and all those things that converge to come together to create our identity. Motherhood yeah. really does sort of like shake them all up, doesn't it? it? And it requires so much. So it means that you probably have a little less, less to give in all those other elements and yeah. maybe not forever, but definitely, definitely in the immediate. Definitely. Yeah. And that's why I always, you know, it's all seasons and I think that the more that women are sort of tell themselves that this is a season and not Mm -hmm. to be hard on themselves they are not spinning all their plates effectively that plates are dropping let the plates fall you know as long as the most important needs are being met whether that's your child or what you need to um, bring to the table in your relationship it it doesn't matter you know you, you can have a messy front room you can leave the dishes you can not have to meet up with friends you know for brunch or baby club like you don't have to do it all just do what you can do and that you can do well and just live there and yeah and stop feeling otherwise you always feel like not finished or not quite enough or you know oh if only I could be like her you just you Mm -hmm. know stick to what you can do and that works for you um a lot easier yeah it doesn't leave much room for joy trying to keep all the plates up in the air (laughs) Um, and then how did you then was it a thought to try and see if you could have another baby or after having the first one did they sort of I guess reassess or I guess even just you knew you knew that you could have a baby (laughs) it was a a funny one because after my first daughter it definitely was like wow it's worked once you know you sort of think okay we want more but it didn't actually happen didn't happen and it got to the point three years after trying that I went to my GP and was like um even longer than three years that um I think the endometriosis might be back or something's not right and so they had me in for more tests to see what was going on and then literally by my follow-up appointment I was pregnant so (laughs) It's wild, isn't it? So, well, yeah. So my first two daughters are four years apart. And was that, I guess it doesn't really matter because that's how um, how far apart they were, but it was it kind of nice going through yeah. a second pregnancy with having had so much time with your first daughter and I imagine she would have been in a very different space to interact with you and the pregnancy and a new sibling. Um, how was that experience? Yeah. It was amazing. Like even now I often reflect back with her and I'll say, oh, when you were an only child and we used to always go here or you don't remember, but we always used to do this and we had sort of our own way of doing things and our own traditions. And and it was sort of very It's interesting when I look back on my motherhood time with her being just me and her for four years. It's so different to my motherhood today. Mm. it's like now at the time having her alone you know obviously there was hectic times I was working as well I was studying there was a lot happening but um you know no way was I like as pulled as I am today obviously (laughs) Um, 
Yeah. Without saying, but it was just like I was in a different, completely different space. My motherhood was definitely a lot more. Um, I don't know, a bit more kind of like discovery, you know, because it was all mm. new. And uh, and so when uh, my second daughter was on her way, because my firstborn was starting school, literally my daughter secondborn came in August, and then my firstborn started school September. So I just felt it was such a beautiful transition because it meant that she had me for those years now she was going yeah. to start school become a new independent person and then I felt that I could then have all that alone time with my newborn without impacting my firstborn you know feeling like she was now being sort of you know pushed to the side so yeah, though it wasn't yeah. planned um, actually I found it <laughs> really was it was really amazing that 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 timing I've never had that gap since but that that was really (laughs) um I definitely I definitely treasure those years yeah I would too it's quite interesting you had (laughs) yeah an only child for four years it must be so different to now with the twins (laughs) where it's just a bit more like survival (laughs) yeah no it is survival It is survival. So I was like, don't want to just throw that out there, but it sounds like it could be. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very like real about like my motherhood. Um, it, you know, it is what it is, and and you just have to sort of tell it as it is. One child, two children is one thing. Six children, and then having like twins, you know, at forty years old, it's like, I mean, it's a book in itself. Like the the just the different things and that come up and the stretching and the testing and the learning and and just the re the rejigging rejigging of it all has been a test. But it's been a, an amazing. Like I've learned so much about myself in the day, but I will never. Um, you know, I'm I'm not any kind of like I'm not. I don't I don't sail through um, being a twin mum. It's all like I'm still learning a year in how to make it work best. And I guess for you and the family, isn't it? You've got all these little people to consider. And then there's your relationship. And like you said, then there's your work. There's lots of layers. <laughs> yeah, 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 lots of layers, yeah. I mean, they are, the, the twins bring so much joy. And the older siblings, like, they they honestly see them as, like, two little dolls that move dolls, and yeah. talk. Because, yeah, they literally because it's sort of like oh we love having twin brothers and so I'm I'm glad that they are still very much in awe of them because it, mm. I mean the way that they support each other and help each other like the twins are really on climbing everything at the moment and it's amazing that my back can be turned because there's literally all I hear is twin climbing and they all like one will rush and get one <laughs> will rush and get the other and it's like it's just like a I don't know it's it's I don't know what to call it but it works <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> we've all got roles to play you've got people to help cover your back what were your next pregnancies like your third and fourth okay so after my second I'll just touch on something quickly it was really strange yeah. which I because like I mean that's why I always used to kind of wish that why can't you sort of like have this sort of similar or the same kind of caregivers or at least don't they don't they kind of um, exchange information because suddenly with my second birth all the in all the sort of scary I don't know information they kept bringing up about my endometriosis oh you 
you've had a surgery we're not sure if we want you to birth naturally and I was like well I did it once before okay well we're going to monitor this your scar and blah 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 and it all became a bit different even though four years earlier closer to my surgery there weren't that much pressure they did mention that they weren't sure if I could birth yeah concern they they weren't they did mention in my first pregnancy that because of the scar I may not be able to birth like vaginally but um they were happy if I was happy to go ahead but with my second baby it was a lot more um sort of um yeah concern and and checking and cross-checking and me seeing the consultant um a lot more and then what I hated is that after I had her and it really ruined the whole experience for me so I have like you know I still get down I remember her birth in that they put me on a drip straight away after I had her because they were worried about the bleeding all because of my endometriosis and I could hardly hold her I was in so much agony from the the cramping that it caused and I just remember being on a bed in pain watching my mum and my husband care for her and I couldn't I I didn't Mm. even have the strength to hold her and I'm thinking how is this happening this is my second baby my first baby this didn't happen why is this why are you putting this drug in me drug in me I don't know why I'm having this drug and I just really felt ill-informed and I felt quite powerless and angry that the experiences I had with my first baby were taken away and nothing had happened to me in that time Mm. or during my pregnancy or the birth but it was a decision made and it really impacted my first moments with my daughter after she um, arrived. Third birth and late birth pregnancy again amazing I felt more informed and I was like I'm not having whatever they gave me look at my notes whatever they gave me in pregnancy too don't want it near me don't want it in the room don't don't I don't want it and I had the most amazing birth with my son yeah he came quickly all naturally I didn't even weren't even able to get changed he literally came I was on the floor in the delivery suite and bang he came <laughs> and I was able to have him. he's in a hurry and, to get know, into the home. world and it was just really nice because I kind of felt more like I had a voice you know I was a third time mum and it really made a difference I think too it's hard because I guess I know like just reflecting on my own birth and I definitely have a voice but it's I guess learning how to advocate for yourself within the birthing birthing landscape is different it's a different thing to at work or amongst peers or um yeah, and I just think having multiple birth experiences, you must learn so much from each of them. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it didn't matter if my midwives were young or old. I didn't actually think that impacted it. I think it's definitely about what they're coming with. If they are midwives that are about advocating for people and about allowing women to have informed, to make informed choices. Um, not just telling you what's going to be done, explaining that this is what we recommend, these these are the possible outcomes, but you are free to make a decision and a choice. Mm. And I felt that was completely for me with my second experience. My my third and fourth, my fourth pregnancy and birth was fine, but at the end they query that I might have, I never know how to say this, but holiostasis or something like that, where my bile was... Um, I think the bile was entering into my bloodstream and that can really impact, I think, like the last stages of pregnancy can cause stillbirth. 
and so I had to be induced at 37 weeks with her because beyond that there's a higher risk of stillbirth so that was sort of a scary time but it was always queried they never sort of were like okay you definitely have it but we can't chance it so that was my first induction yuck <laughs> like uh induction <laughs> induction was like I had no control like with the induction you're sitting there having conversation about because when is the blood going to kick in when you know when's it all gonna and the next minute it hits you like a train mm. and you're like birthing like elephant and it's like I just found it like a lot but yeah she, she was born and I didn't have that horrible drip after either so though um the induction drug was really horrible um she came out and I was able to bond and hold her and breastfeed and all that stuff so yeah another different experience yeah and then after four I don't know were you thinking that's that's a few babies I mean the last experience being induced where you may be like we're done now yeah because we'd always my husband's one of four so we were like I've got I'm one of six one of four we're like four was our number we're like we're good with yep. that but being I'm in a, I'm on a Facebook group and it's like for people that have four kids and more and there's something that comes up a lot and when women that have lots of children it's not like they're not like crazy or sort of don't like you know want to have a large sort of carbon footprint or don't think about <laughs> future or, or stuff like that honestly like when you like when you sort of love having kids or you really want to have kids it's actually bigger than you sometimes it's like my friends would laugh or you're gonna have another you always say you're done and and I'd be like, no, I'm done. I'm done. You understand? It's really hard. And then I would just get, you just get broody for anything. Oh, I want another one. I really want another one. And you don't even want to talk to anyone because you know people are going to say, you're crazy. You have four. And I thought this was it. And for, to be honest, it, it, it was it to the point that my husband booked himself in. Well, he, he booked himself in because obviously he had to, he's an adult. But I really was like, you're having this vasectomy because um, if you don't, you know, we're going to end up having like 20 children and I'm not actually trying to <laughs> woman. So, and, like, and I sort and I of was like, responsible for saying no to children either. Like we need to have that taken away. <laughs> I'm like, if I get pregnant, I'm having the baby and we're going to be like, I'm going to be like that woman who lived in a shoe and I'm not, <laughs> I don't really want that. Like I always say my first thought was like my little handbag, my accessory you know four kids and more they're not accessories anymore they're literally like they see us coming they hear us coming we walk into a restaurant you can see they start panicking where are we going to put them like it <laughs> it is really a different really it's such a different experience and let's not even go to now during a pandemic where we literally said okay can you just wait outside um how many of you are there because we're not oh it's like it's really like like really crazy so um you know like defying the odds as well because it's groups of six isn't it and it's like well we're we're bigger than that (laughs) hey i mean we nearly didn't get into nando's the other day and like sort of and then and then the sort of manager was like after we literally waited outside for 20 minutes i'm losing my head like i'm really i'm leaving let's go my husband's like no calm down it's okay and then the manager was like, i'm really really sorry no of course because you're number seven and number eight they're they're, they're babies so that's fine you guys can come in and and then yeah so i'm on my large family group everyone's having the same problem and sort of everyone's letting each other know the rules no once you're one family they have to let you in they can't blah, 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 blah. And so we're just eating at home for the foreseeable future um, yeah for the rest of our yeah. lives 
<laughs> exactly. But yeah, so my husband was booked in for a vasectomy and and even when he was doing it, we we both were as bad as each other. Well, oh my God, you're booked in, but God, oh wow, we're never going to have kids again. We're never going to have this newness again of a baby, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. We have to do this. Our age, our age, my body, physically and mentally, you know, really, we should really draw a line under it. And he was all booked in, went in, had his gown on. He was the last on the on the on the the, the list of surgeries, the last patient. And then um, he calls me and I'm sort of thinking, I hadn't heard from him. I'm thinking he's just going to say it's all done, pick him up. And then he calls me saying, babe, can you believe it? After all this, sitting on in here with my gown, sort of telling me they can't do the surgery anymore because it's too late and they're realising his surgery is going to be a bit more complicated. So mm. it's like, great, you know, got him this far. And now <laughs> you know, I'm bringing him home. I don't know if I can get him back there again. <laughs> yeah. But... Um, you know it's hard you know like men don't most men don't want to get the snip it took a long time to persuade him to do it so in that time of him of it not happening and all of that I found out I was pregnant with twins and yeah and then welcome to what was once a madhouse to now a really madhouse and uh yeah what was that what was the moment like when you found out not just that you were pregnant but pregnant with twins well after sort of having four previous pregnancies I some of them I had had morning sickness some not but I realized that I I'd never been so exhausted I mean there's exhaustion and there's like weakness and I just didn't feel and but I was putting it locked down to my age and maybe I shouldn't be so like ageist to myself but I really was like oh maybe because you know I've got the same other kids to look after and blah 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 but I really felt really ill and weak and I did sometimes, I did sort of think to myself in my own private moments, like, God, is, is it just one baby? Because I just, I felt like what was happening to me, you know, I just didn't mm. feel normal. This didn't feel pregnancy, but obviously I, I didn't know. But I just wondered, it was just one of my passing thoughts that, or oh, I've got something really wrong with me and I'm sick, you know, I, it was one of yeah. one of one of the other. And then, so when it came to doing the, the scan, because we were experienced parents and we were like the appointment coincided with the school run and first pregnancy I would have been like no we've got to cancel it and make it so you can be there you know it's an experience you have to be there it was like hell no you just take them to school I'll go on my own we know what's going to happen here we're going to have to scan and I'll just tell you about it when I get home (laughs) so that's what we did that's what happens with pregnancy Yeah, you know what I mean? We were like, you know what, come on, babe, we, you know, no, you don't have to be there. You know, most of the time he falls asleep during scans anyway. So it's like, um, yeah. <laughs> you take so care like, of the other. <laughs> yeah, I have been having scans and like, especially during the twins, like sort of because we have so many scans with the twins. And I'm like, he's actually sleeping. and I'm feeling so embarrassed. Like, babe, they're going to think that we like are so unbothered. But it wasn't that. He's just like, <laughs> he's a tight guy. Four kids at home and a very pregnant wife. He needed to yeah. sleep. <laughs> this is his moment. No, moment. <laughs> quiet, dark room. No one calling him. This is great. <laughs> so what happened? I was alone. It was like eight thirty in the morning, and I lay on the table. She put the gel on my tummy. Probe went on. Looked at the screen, and as soon as she put it on, I saw what kind of looked like a line, sort of. And I thought, I've never seen what looked like a straight line coming up on a an ultrasound before you know normally you're just looking for that sort of little 
white and they call it like peanut. a bean, you know. Yeah. Peanut, like showing, but I saw a line and that confused me because I was like, what is that? And then she sort of swished to one side and I saw the peanut. I saw the baby. But then she went on the other side of this line and I saw another, another bean. And um, <laughs> I, I just like, I just looked at her. I looked at the screen. I just put my hands to my mouth. And I said, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. I said, there's two, isn't it? She goes, and she just started smiling. And she just <laughs> said, yeah, it's twins. And I was just like, I started crying. No. I started crying. I was like, <laughs> wow. It's like, 8.30 in the morning. This is too early for this. My husband's not here. What is going on? And then I started laughing in hysterics. I was like. I was like a crazy woman. I didn't know how you to went process through all the things. emotions. Uh, <laughs> all the emotions. Like, I was just like, God, you're so funny. Like, you're really, really funny because you, I was done at four and now I'm 40. And now this is when you think it's cool to sort of sprinkle twin blessings on me. It was like, <laughs> so it was like, yeah, it was amazing. And they are blessings. But hello, guys. I've got four other kids. I'm 40. This is a lot to process. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, that's how I found <laughs> And then that's how did your how husband take it? Yeah. I imagine, like, did you feel, I don't know, nervous, excited? Like, did you wait till that evening to tell him? Do you call him straight away? <laughs> oh, wrong because we said whoever finishes first, if he finishes school run quicker than my appointment, then he'll, because they're quite close to hospital and the school. So he was like, he'll either pick me up if I need, but if I'm not finished, he'll go home and I'll make my way home. So he sort of called me and I said, I'm, I'm just come to the car park, like, just come, just come, I'm, I'll be done soon. And then I got, I got all the printouts of the pictures and I found him in the car park and he's like, so how did it go? Baby healthy? And I'm like, um, yeah, everything's fine. And I said, here's the picture. So there's about four pictures and he's sort of looking at them and he's like, oh, um, cool yeah like you know no guy's like feigning he's excited but it's just a bean isn't it I mean there's not really much yeah. to see and then so I said what can you see and he's like um I guess a baby isn't it and I'm like no but what can you see and he's really sort of getting like what is she going on about babe I can see the baby that's sort of the head area right and I'm like yeah I'm like okay I just had to say babe how many can you see I just had to say that how many can you see and he oh looked at God. me like what and then he just lit, he literally opened the car door and just started. He he jumped out of the car and was like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my!" He said it a thousand times, and I'm just like cracking up because I'm still in shock. <laughs> I'm seeing him totally lose it, and it was actually I said I wish I'd filmed it because we would have been uh... cracking up forever over that. Like it was a moment. It was a moment. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. It just sounds like so much joy in that moment, like. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah. we're having twins. <laughs> twins. <laughs> what do you mean? It's, it's like, oh my god, I'm pregnant, babe. We're pregnant, babe. Five kids. And then it just without even five just without, five and out the window, you know. Yeah, like you six, just think six kids. Wow. And then oh my god, yeah, I'm sorry, so. I'm just like smiling light and nutter just <laughs> thinking of it. <laughs> um but how then was your pregnancy? I'm thinking over 40 and twins, it might not be the recipe for them to just sort of allow you to enjoy your birth and have have a pregnancy without lots of intervention. Does that sound about right? 
it sounds right. I definitely say my my twin pregnancy. I mean, it might sound a bit dramatic, but I, I felt it was like the fight of my life because it was like it's sort of you have to sort of picture it. It's like millions of millions millions of women have twins, but not mm. not. I don't know if there's millions of women that have twins and have like four other children as well. We always said if the twins were first, it would have been like a different situation. But yeah. having them at the back end, meeting the needs of four other children and running a household, it, it was a lot. And my body just really struggled with it. At first, I remember early on up to, I think up to five months, I was still very quite sprightly weak because, like, you know, the first three months had gone by. So the morning sickness passed, but then came all the other ailments like I, you know, I got really quite swollen. I was walking with a walking stick. I could hardly sleep in my bed. I was kind of on the couch more. And then I got the the skin thing where I got this whole rash covering my whole body. I'd literally be scratching my body with a fork because oh my, I, my, my nails were not enough yeah, for the level of itch that was in my body. So then I thought I had the coleostasis again. And then I was a geriatric peg pregnancy from my number three. So now I was like super geriatric and then yeah. <laughs> super multiple children. I was like just flagging up all the alarms like at my appointments yeah. and um, oh, we've got students that want to come in. Come and see me. Yeah, yeah. Come and see me. This special case. This is a once in a lifetime case. <laughs> I was like, yeah, just come in. It's fine. But yeah, so I just, it was just a lot. And just mentally, I felt like mm. a failure to my other children. I could not wow. do homework with them. I didn't cook. I was so weak that I remember once <laughs> I had my, she was then three years old. She was at home with me and I, my husband had, had to go to New York for work. And so I was doing it alone for that week, like mummy and carrying the twins, doing the school runs. And I actually thought I was going to lose my mind and I remember one day like just saying hey let's just have a nap to my three-year-old before we do the school run and then my phone ringing from the school like um your children are still here no one's come to pick them up and I was like oh my god oh my god I'm so sorry I'm pregnant with twins and I'm really tired and I had a nap and I didn't wake up I'm coming and I remember literally running out of the house on and dragging my three-year-old quick I was just like so mortified so sort of that was kind of a moment where I was like so I pride myself on being a really organized mum you know and and that was mm. like kind of like a, it was like a moment where I was like wow you twins things are, are really changing kicking my behind yeah. wow things are changing and I, and I had to roll with that but that was a moment where I realized okay V what can you drop what can you just accept you know and the, the school were amazing and really accommodating and, and really you know, you know understanding but I think the, the pressure normally comes from our own selves really yes and uh but I was really blessed that you know when I sort of started to vocalize where I was at you know and friends would cook meals and they were really like it's just I just felt like an outpouring of help from my from my female friends and just the support you know and then mm. even my daughter said the other day she said mum we had mcdonald's so often when you were pregnant with the twins and I said <laughs> you did I know, I know I know you really did I remember the day that I saw that 
Uber Eats were delivering McDonald's and being pregnant with twins and knackered, I was like, this is heaven. Thank you, God. Thank you for this gift. Thank you. And it's it like, I'll like, give you twins, but I'll also give you delivery. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it wasn't my proudest mummy moment, but it was, it, it worked. It really worked. Um, because I could just about I remember the day that I was trying to peel like chop an onion and it took me like almost half an hour and I realized that they just go and sit down I could hardly hold the knife I was that drained they put me on iron tablets and trying to help me out but I I was just over the pregnancy I I listened to a voice note the other day I don't know why I did it but it was August a month before I had the twins and I'm just crying into my phone just literally like having my pity party but I don't know why I did it to my phone. I think because I didn't want to give it to anyone else. Because what it is, whenever you told anyone you were having twins, oh my God, such a blessing. You're so lucky. And you felt so ungrateful if you said, it is a blessing, but I'm actually like losing my head and my body at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, really, really kind of hard. So, so yeah, it, it was an experience and a half and I'm definitely stronger for it. But also probably very glad to be on the other side. (laughs) I I mean, I'm so glad. I'm so, 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 so glad. Like, I'm on a you know, I had the twins, every pregnancy app was deleted. Like, I'm not one sort of those people, like, once I've had the baby, well, I don't watch, like, one born every minute, all those things that become dicks. As soon as baby's out, don't want to see it. I don't even want to talk about babies and pregnancies. (laughs) It's it's over, like, I can't do it. I can't see another pregnant woman. I don't want to have to sort of do, oh my God, and do all that stuff. I can't actually do it because I'm so like overdosed on it all. I need a moment. (laughs) You might be the best person to hang out with. I know when I was pregnant, I found it really exhausting having to always like be excited. If I get pregnant again, we can just hang out. Yeah. (laughs) Gonna laugh myself in a cocoon with you and be like, when's this baby coming out? Oh god, it's nice oh, to god. hear it wasn't just me. <laughs> and I mean, I was in my thirties with one, so I can only imagine if I ever end up pregnant with twins in my forties, I don't even know what to do. <laughs> oh my god, goodness me! Uh, I just, I, I actually, when I had the twins, when I was pregnant with twins, I started a, an Instagram account that was just like kind of a mummy one, and because I kind of felt like I wanted. to sort of be in that space with mums again and but I kind of felt like no one was like as, as it developed and I kept the, the page up I kind of felt like I didn't really see my family demographic reflected in the people I was following so they were all amazing people but I actually realized that I they in seeing their lives it was taking me back to being a new mum and a new mum discovering but I wasn't that type of mum and I didn't actually feel that space existed for me online so when I sort of started telling my husband I think I want to shut down the Instagram page he was like no babe but it's you know you love it and I was like I do but the babies are out now and my head's going back to that place where I can't do baby stuff anymore and and also it, it kind of like I felt a lot of sort of things were triggering because it's all about birth it's all about people having babies it's all about the newness and all about the trauma and all about this stuff and yeah I just had to come away from come away from that and sort of start focusing on me again as Bianne and a mother of six children but now in this space of um, beginning our lives not kind of being drowning in you know Montessori and messy play and all that kind of stuff like I <laughs> I just needed to kind of 
you know, I just sort of maybe sort of come away. And I don't know why I'm saying this, but maybe sort of just sort of like, you don't ever have to feel like you need to kind of go with the status quo. You can do motherhood mm. your way. You can experience it your way. In my life, I've never gone to a mummy and baby class or club. I never went to antenatal um, classes or anything like that. I I've just did it my way the whole time. And, and I'm really happy about that I did because I, I feel like the babies that we have are always going to be unique to us. You know, like exactly. when you have parents that say, oh, my baby, sleeps. my baby sleeps all the way through the night and they think it's something that they did. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. have six children and I'll tell you that they were in the same house, in the same cot, same mum and dad, same everything. And it's got nothing to do with us. <laughs> You know what I mean? And you have like parents really glorifying, like, I did this. I'm like, wait till your next baby comes. I had yeah. twins. And I think what really blew that out the water for me was when I had twins. And I'm like, okay, let, let's put this theory to test. And I had one baby initially that was sleeping right through for a period because it changes. And the other one that wasn't. And I'm like, they're getting yeah. the same everything. So yeah. I realized that. So, yeah, that's just my little. My no I think it's up. so <laughs> true I think yeah I always say like it's nothing to do with me it's like this is Ava it's just who she is because I definitely yeah. don't have a recipe yeah. for for making this happen <laughs> it's yeah and I always think that I'll have yeah. another baby and I'll be like what's going yeah. on because you're not doing what the first one did and I don't know yeah. <laughs> I'm back to square one <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Vianne, how was your birth and for the twins? Did you have to book in for a, an abdominal delivery with them? I imagine they might have been hesitant to let you have a vaginal birth. Yeah, they were extremely hesitant. I mean, it was like we were locking heads at one point because they wanted And is that to something you'd wanted for yourself and the babies? I wanted a vaginal birth because I'd always birthed that way. And I felt yeah. like if my body's done it four times, it can do it again. I believed as much as I'd had a really difficult pregnancy, I believed in that my body could do it. Um, if I ever yeah. at one point didn't think that or think it was a life and death situation, obviously I'm not stupid, but I really at that time felt I'd be able to. So the, di- the deal breaker for them was like, okay, you want to have a vaginal birth for these twins. But the door breaker is you have to have an epidural. And that's when I was like, well, I've never had an epidural and mm. I don't want to have one now. But that you have to have one. You had to then go and have a C-section. That was already taken care of. Is that why they wanted you that's to have the epidural? Exactly. Exactly that. They were like, look, you know, it's two babies, you're high risk, have your age and health, you know, endometriosis and all that you have the scar, blah, blah, blah. So... They were like, please, Vianne, have the epidural at least. And I really had to do research. I really had to mm. research. I watched YouTube videos of women that even free birth, I think that's what you call it, when they just do it at home on their own. And one woman, yep. she died alone at home with her husband, birthed twins. And that wasn't what I was going to do. But just seeing what we were able to do as women mm. just showed me that I didn't have my birth so medicalized if I didn't want to. And so I and being I definitely felt that by this point as well, I was over 40 and I was just like, no, I, I'm speaking up for myself because I realised every single time I don't, I kick myself later. And yeah. I'm never going to get this back. I'm never going to get this 
being pregnant with twins ever again and birthing them naturally ever again. And I, I, I feel like whatever happens, let it be on me. And my yeah. husband believed in me. I believed in myself. And there was nothing on paper, bar statistics. Do you know what I mean? It was nothing that yeah. said, Bianne, you know, you've got to really, you know, we really think this is going to go wrong. It was all based on like stats. And I felt yeah. like, well, that's sort of not enough. So basically, I was due to be induced so that labor at least could be more like sort of controlled. But what happened is when I went in for my induction, my really good boys had already decided it was their time to come and I was already four centimeters dilated when they checked me before they were going to run the induction drugs thank so you so I didn't need to thank be induced I was already, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. it was like perfect timing and I was ready in active labor and so I was just wheeled to the delivery place sweet and my trusty gasoline which has taken me through every single birth and that's how I birthed them that's amazing oh my god wow and you need to like tell that story more because I didn't actually know how you birthed your boys yeah I birthed them they were 44 minutes apart and you know I I, I mean I remember a lot of it but that the, the gas in there I I, I finish tanks you know <laughs> not really, but, you know I go I that that thing does not leave my mouth. They're like fighting me. They're like, Bian, you can stop. I'm like, no, I can't no. stop now. I can't <laughs> leave. I I need it. And uh, yeah, so they were 44 minutes apart, and I do remember them getting really panicked at the end. Like, Bian, mm. you do not push you out in the next five minutes. We are going to have to get the suction on him, and then if not, and I can hear these threatening voices, and the stubborn woman in me is like, "Oh no, you're not." No, you're um, not. So I, <laughs> yeah, you're not. I was like, "No, I've come this far. I'm really going to do this." And I just, yeah, whatever happened, my body did it. I, 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 I can take the credit, but I, it's the birthing thing. Unless something goes wrong, as long as when it works, you really suck it out of mm. body. Your body's just doing it because that's what it knows do and I, I don't think it's because oh well I rem- I've done it so many other times each time your body does it it's like your, your baby's positioned differently they're different sizes but your body just knows how to accommodate each birth as as it comes you know and obviously things do go wrong and there's interventions that are, interventions that are needed but for me I've been fortunate enough that that hasn't been my story and yes. my body just went into birthing mode and the twins came out and I will and that's why I can be like my husband's had the vasectomy now we're done I, I've done it and um <laughs> and, I, and, I, I got it. and I, I I'm happy that I ended not how my second birth was but I ended with the birth mm. that was against all odds I was able to do it do it my way yes and I just have to ask because um, I don't know too many people who've had multiple babies at once but what was it like you've given birth to your first son do you get to hold him for a while and then the urge to push comes for the other one what's that I guess those 40 odd minutes between baby one and two what was that like yeah the thing is I didn't know it was 44 minutes no it would have felt like five minutes to you (laughs) yeah I had no idea it was after the fact I said to my husband how far apart were they? And he said, 44 minutes. And I was like, you're lying. What are you talking about? And he was like, no, babe. And I actually said to him, what was I doing? And he was like, you stupid. 
labour. But I'm like, but no, what was I doing for 44 minutes? Like, come on, like, you, you know, you're on TV. I know a lot of times it's cesarean twin births, but oh, we're two minutes apart, we're five minutes apart. I'm like, 44 minutes mm. again, what on earth were you doing that time? But yeah, um, <laughs> what it was, <laughs> the first son, he came out and I do remember them sort of, sort of putting him, them, him to my face, like, here he is. Mm. And I was able, but I'm so out of it him but I'm not letting go of my gasinet and so I sort of see him and then I think my husband took him and then but what it is just to set the scene twin burst there's not just you and your midwife there were so many people in the room just like so Thank many you. you've got the pediatrician you've got the midwives you've got it just was packed and the yeah. two beds are waiting and each baby has their own team so oh wow um, so so it's double so, at so least it was just, of everything it was, yeah yeah so in the the fogginess of the gas and air you're just having you're just seeing all these faces come on Vian or you're going to this or blah blah blah, blah. and you're hearing the yeah. machines and you've got the monitor on it's, it's, it's a lot you know so when he came out yes I saw him they brought him to me but then he was gone and then it yeah. was like right yeah you've had a baby but there's another baby that needs to come out so when all those time all those minutes that went by I just remember that it was like sort of me saying, "Is it is it over yet?" Can, and they're like, "No, you, you know, you need one good push." And and then you know, then it was all over, and he came out and the second baby, and it, and it felt like a whole, you know, a whole another birth. He didn't just sort of slip yeah. out, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it was a whole another wearing down, summoning that strength to push him out. Then obviously after that, the placenta and. Um, which was just one big placenta, yeah, one huge placenta, and, one mega um, placenta. <laughs> yeah, and the only placenta that I got a photo of. I was like, babe, take a picture. And then, yeah, I had to be be stitched up, but I, I'm always having to be stitched up. So. It's um, just part yeah. of the part of the process. <laughs> I've never been them lucky people that just push babies out. And like, no, I didn't rip. No, every single time. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much. That's amazing. Um, One, very impressed that you were able to share six, well, five birth stories, six birth stories, five pregnancies, six in under an hour. That's amazing. (laughs) And then what's life been like? I know we've touched on it while talking, but your twins now are a year, a bit over a year old. Yeah, life is, it's, it's new, it's different, it's energetic, it's nonstop. But it's it's fun, it's crazy, and it's what I signed up for, and I'm mm. just enjoying all the highs and the lows as they come, and very much in a reflective mode that very very soon, literally, I'm not going to have a house full of children. You know, I'm going to have my yeah. eldest off at uni, my second one. You know, I'm going to have like three teenagers at the same time, and I'm so I'm very because I see my twelve year old daughter that was once my little accessory I see her now as a old blooming you know preteen and I know how quick it, it changes so for every breath I take saying oh my god boys you're driving mommy crazy can you just stop climbing trying to get out the window I, <laughs> I have to be like they literally try like the, the windows are closed but they climb on the back of the sofa perch on the window ledge and and it's like non-stop and um it's difficult. I'm like, I'm not a young mum anymore. Like, I can't keep up with you. <laughs> and then I sort of, then I sort of have this sort of flash 
or when they're, you know, older and they're coming home either from playing football or whatever and smelling. I'm like, look at my big strapping boys, you know, and I, yeah. I kind of balance it off like this. And, and they, all of the children did crazy stuff as toddlers. But look at them now. Now they are able to bring you breakfast in bed. Now you're seeing them come. <laughs> and, you know, and I, so I just, yeah, I just, I'm just really having to stay in that, that really grateful place. Like, this is a season that you're soon going to miss and you're going to be that mum looking at her phone at old home videos, crying, wishing that the twins were little again. So I've, yeah. I've done that many, many, many times. So, I, <laughs> yeah, so as much as it, it is it is difficult at times, now the pandemic's on, you're not seeing, you know, your people as much. So where mm. I would always maybe, you know, time on a mate's couch. So, we, you know, it's not just me with them. That's not been the case. 2020 so it's very much just been me and my husband juggling everything with the odd visit to my mum so that that's been that's been a lot but I said to my husband you know we're gonna look back on this and say we did it we did this yeah. we did this the two of us so yeah this is it I think if you can have six kids I mean your relationship still sounds to be intact you've survived COVID you can do anything so <laughs> There we go. And Vian, I'm always just so in awe because you just popping out or just the amount of writing you're able to do at the moment is incredible. <laughs> for those who wanted to connect with you, is Instagram the best place for them to find you? I definitely suggest everyone should because your words resonate with me and so many others I know. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, Instagram is where it's the best place definitely to to follow my, my work. Yeah. There we go. And what's your, your handle? It's Vian underscore Imma, V-E-A-N underscore I-M-A. Wonderful. Well, perfect. I'll put yeah links and bits so people can find you. But thank you just so much for sharing uh, your story of motherhood. It was such a joy oh, to talk. <laughs> I've had some good laughs. And, and yeah, <laughs> I think like you said too, it's nice to get insight into, I think, the arc of motherhood for me I'm only 18 months in with one baby and it's interesting to think how different it could be five years down the track or if we have another kid in the mix so it's yeah. pretty awesome thank you very much oh no thank you so much for having me techie it's been been fun going down memory lane <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode come connect with me on instagram with the handle born underscore underscore together i'd love to hear from you and please do share subscribe and rate the podcast to help it get out to a wider audience i'd love if you could until next week bye